0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Southside Church podcast from Chilliwack, British Columbia, Canada. We're praying that hope would rise in your life as you listen to this message today. It's good to be here. It's good. Terrible. I had a terrible sleep last night. Like 10 o'clock last night. I'm like, you know what I need? A big cup of coffee. (laughs) Great call. Great call. I'm glad you're here, whether you're online or in person. I really believe that today is going to help a lot. I want to start out with a story. Back in September of 2021, just a few months ago, little Davey Poole was born. And when he was just six weeks old, some friends at Small Group noticed his right eye was real cloudy. And when they brought that to the attention of his mom and dad, Dave and Becky, They got Davy in to see the eye specialist right away, I think maybe even the next day. The specialist looked at Davy's eye and said, man, I got some relatively good news for you. In light of all the things that could cause a little six-week baby boy's eyes to be cloudy, this situation isn't that bad. He's got a cataract. And while he can't see it all out of his right eye now, with surgery, he'll be able to have his vision restored in that eye to 20-20. So that's good news. Absolutely, but it's complicated. See, the specialist said that in the six weeks that little Davy Poole had been alive, his brain had noticed, wait a minute, I can't see out of my right eye. And then his brain had had began to believe a lie. And this is really important. His brain began to believe, I will never see out of my right eye again and began developing pathways based on the fact that for the rest of his life, he was going to have to make do with vision only in his left eye. So the specialist said, hey, we can do the surgery, and we can restore perfect 20-20 vision to little Davey's right eye. However, the surgery is just the first step, because if we don't do more, if we don't train his brain, he's going to go through his entire life with two perfectly good eyes, only ever using one. So for the next eight years, little Davey is going to wear a contact lens in his surgically repaired right eye, and in his non-surgically repaired left eye, he's going to have to have a patch over his eye, half of his waking hours, for eight years. And at the end of the eight years, the specialist said, his brain is going to say, wait a minute, I have two eyes. I should probably use them both. Now I bring that up. Because we're in week two of this six-week series called Five. I'm just going to lay my cards on the table. I want to make this year for you and for me, I want to make it a year of prayer. And don't get stressed. I'm not suggesting we all move into a monastery or learn to play the shofar or start a Gregorian chant. I don't mean that. I think we can do this in five minutes a day. I think we can actually do this in five minutes a day. Full disclosure, I think you're going to like it so much that you're going to spend more than five minutes, but you can do this in five minutes a day, and I'm going to give you five simple steps. I made them all start with an R so that they're kind of easy to remember. It's review, rejoice, repent, request, reflect. Reflect. So last week we started the series out and I just kind of laid a foundation. If you missed last week, we talked about this foundation called faith. Brianna mentioned it a little bit earlier. But it really got me thinking because last week I, I feel like I did my job. I'm honestly not trying to brag, but, 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 I, but I feel like I came up here last week and I delivered truth to you. But all week long I've been thinking, that's just great, truth is great, but we have to learn to live in light of that truth. So can I really implore you? <laughs> if you're new to Southside or if you're new to faith, whether you're online or in person right now, would you please consider jumping into that Southside 101? And if you're not new to Southside, and you're not new to faith, would you consider jumping into a small group? See, I believe to learn to live in light of that truth, we need others. We need to talk, we need to share our lives with others. Does that make sense? Because I can stand up here and I can tell you, hey, you don't have a soul, you don't have a soul, you are a soul, you have a body and you have a mind, and if you look after your soul this year, if you become spiritually healthy this year, it's going to change your emotions, it's even going to change your physical health. I believe that to be true, but I think we both need to learn to live in light of true things this year. I want to start today by talking about the importance of doing a daily review. You know why? Because great shooting the other night. Taylor, great shooting the other night. Unbelievable. This kid can shoot the ball. I will tell you that right now. Quit distracting me. (laughs) You've had quite a life though, right? You've had quite a life. You've had some incredible highs and some devastating lows. You've had some victories but you've also had some defeat. You've had some joy, but you've also had some sorrow. You've had some triumph, but you also had some trauma. And it got me thinking a little bit about little Davy Poole. You know what the specialist said? That if Dave and Becky had just waited a few days longer, that there was nothing that they could have done. That if they had just waited a few days longer, that he would have gone his whole life, even had they surgically repaired that right eye, he could have gone through his whole life with two good eyes, only ever using one. Why? Because his brain would have come to fully, completely believe the lie, I will never have vision in my right eye again. And it got me thinking about you, and it got me wondering, what kind of lies have you believed? More specifically, what kind of lies has life told Like I started wondering if there was a time in your life when you experienced rejection. But then somewhere along the line, your brain began to believe this lie. Not only was I rejected, but I am innately rejectable. And then you've gone on to live in light of that lie. Was there a time in your life that you experienced a failure? But then your brain went on to believe that not only did you experience a failure, but actually you are a failure, and then you've gone on to live in light of that lie. Was there a time in your life that you experienced abuse? And then your brain, desperate to grasp some semblance of control in a chaotic world, actually came to believe this lie, at least in part, this abuse is my fault. And what if he moved on and you started to live your life in light of that lie? What lies has life told you? You're ugly, you're dumb, you're stupid, you're accident prone, you're clumsy, you're a mistake, you're worthless, all lies. But what would happen if you, came to live in light of those lies. Interestingly, I was doing a little reading and I read this article about the adult impact of childhood trauma. The adult impact of childhood trauma, that trauma that happens to us, that convinces us when we are young of certain lies. Here's the impact. You'll have attachment issues. Trouble with relationships, boundaries, empathy, and social isolation. You'll have physical health issues, impaired sensory motor development, coordination problems, and increased medical problems. You'll have emotional regulation issues, difficulty identifying or labeling feelings and communicating needs, disassociation, altered states of consciousness, amnesia, impaired memory. You'll have cognitive issues, problems with focus, problems with learning, processing new information, language development, planning and orientation to time and space, self-concept issues, lack of consistent sense of self, body image issues, low self-esteem, shame, and guilt. You'll have behavioral control issues, difficulty controlling impulses, oppositional behavior, aggression, disrupted sleep and eating patterns, Trauma reenactment. Dealt with any of that? I thought so. I think we all have, right? That's why we spend some time every day doing the daily review. Because I want you to know, I want me to know, I want to know, I want to find out what are the lies that I'm living as if they were true in my life. I love the way that step 11 in the Alcoholics Anonymous big book puts it. Oh, by the way, welcome to 2022. We are all, we are all in recovery, correct? Step 11. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do we owe an apology? Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? Were we kind and loving toward all? What could we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time, or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire, what corrective measures should be taken? Daily review. What are the lies that I'm living? Let me explain it in a different way. And since Taylor brought up basketball, I'll give you a basketball illustration. Taylor's like, why did I sit there? He can see me and he's going to keep. <clears throat> so, back when I was coaching basketball, a few times a season, one of our star players would have a meltdown. It happens. It's sports, right? They would have a meltdown, and, and when they had a meltdown, I would invariably sub- substitution, substitute, sub- not substitution, I would substitute them out of the game. Okay? Sub out. They would usually come off and I would give them some space because they'd be pretty mad. So they'd, you know, walk by me to the end of the bench, and sometimes they would sit down, but sometimes they would stand up behind the bench. And I would walk over, and I would usually ask some version of this question What are you doing? And they would say, what do you mean, what am I doing? And I would say, well, I don't know, like, what are you doing? And they would say, well, I don't know, like, I'll tell you this. I'm really mad right now, and I hate basketball, and I just want to go home. Okay. But what are you doing? Uh... I don't know, the, 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 the ref is out to get me. We, we both know that, he hates me. Every time he refs our game, he looks for a chance to tee me up, and he always does. I hate that guy. Wow, okay. But what are you doing? What do you mean, what am I doing? Let's go over the last 90 seconds of game time. Just tell me what happened. Well, I got teed up. You, you got a technical foul, why? no reason. <laughs> like, absolutely, I did nothing, and I got teed up. A- Are you serious? That's amazing. You did nothing, and you got teed up. Like, nothing at all. Well, I called the ref a name, but I, I, I'm all honestly sure he, he could. What, what, what did you call him? Yeah, that'll get you attacked for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then what? Well, I was so ticked they gave me a technical foul. They hit their two free throws. They got the ball. I stood there. My guy goes in and gets a layup. So mad. And then I'm rattled, right? And so, so we inbound the ball. It comes to me at half court. I just turn and throw it at the hoop. Air ball. So mad. And then I was so ticked. I just stood there. My guy went in and did another layup. And then you subbed me out of the game. Is that what you wanted to know? Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much what I wanted to know. You know what's crazy, though? We're only down 17 and we still have a quarter and a half. I actually think we can come back and win this, or at least take a run at it, you know? But it's funny because this last 90 seconds, that's not you. That's, that's not you at all. Like, you're a team guy. Like more than anything else, I know what you want in this moment. You want to help the team win. That's the kind of person you are. You're the first guy at practice. You're the last guy to leave. You are working out on your own all the time. You just want to see the team win. You're the first guy to dive on the floor for loose balls. So this 90 seconds, that ain't you. But I'll tell you, it's crazy. We're only down 17. 17. And I really, really think we can come back and win this or at least take a run at it. You know what you need, though? Like, if we're going to have any chance to come back and and take a run at this thing, you know what we need? Just one thing. Like, the the one thing, honestly, that I think can give us a chance to come back in this game and win it or at least take a run at it, just one thing. We just need you. You. Real you. Real you. You ready to sub back in? I agree. I agree. Sub. That's it. That's prayer. That's the daily review. At the end of your day, look back at the day that was. At the end of your day, sub, sub yourself out of life for just a second and invite Jesus in and have a look at what happened. At the end of your day, I do it in the morning, I look back at the last day, and often you know what my daily review is? It's just pretty simple. Just basic day. I ate food, talked to some people, had a terrible sleep, but I don't want to make you feel sorry for me. Okay, but sometimes I find a meltdown. And it's crazy how often, when I find that meltdown, I realize it's because I was believing something that isn't true. You're going to find the same thing. When you sub yourself out of the hustle and bustle of life, and you invite Jesus in, and you just have a look at the day that was, every once in a while you're going to find out you had a meltdown, and you're going to realize that often it's because you were living like you're rejectable when you were anything but. You were living like you are rejectable when you're anything but. You you were living like you're stupid when you're anything but it's kind of beautiful when you think about little davy pool when you really think about his brain think about that for a second in 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 those six weeks his brain was like man i keep trying to use the right eye it ain't working so i'll tell you what i'm not going to do I'm not going to spend my whole life frustrated and mourning the fact that I do not have a right eye, so we're going to bypass that sucker, and we're just going to use the left eye for the rest of my life. It's kind of cool. Your brain has done the same thing. Like, I wonder if you would just look at your meltdowns. If you, if, if, if you would sub yourself out of the busyness of life, invite Jesus in and look at some of your meltdowns. I wonder if you would be able to see that moment that you got really, really angry. If you would see, man, the anger actually, if I go back down far enough, it's because I was believing a lie. Like, imagine that when you were a little kid, five, six, seven years old. There was a moment that you tried something and you failed at it. And it hurt, you know? It was hard. You found it painful, embarrassing, maybe even traumatic. And your brain said, we're not going there again. Not a chance. I'm never ever gonna feel that sense of failure Again, and then all of a sudden you sub yourself out of the hustle and bustle of life and you look back and you realize, what happened today? I had this huge opportunity, but I didn't step into it. Why? Oh, because your brain said there's a chance that you might fail. And we've been there before. Remember, when we were six years old, we ain't going back there ever again. No, no, no. You look back at your day and you realize, man, there was that challenge. And if I would have stepped into it, it would have been such an opportunity for incredible growth, but for some reason, I just don't like to step into challenge. Oh, here's the reason why. Because somewhere along the line, your brain experienced that sense of failure, decided that you are a failure, and decided that you are somebody who should never step into opportunity and never step into challenge because it's just too painful. And so you sub, sub yourself out. And you talk, you talk to Jesus about it. And what he'll say to you is this, man, oh man, the world has tasted a lot of defeat over the last two years. But I still think that we can see victory. And here's what we really, really need. We need you. We need you, real you. You're my child. You're not a failure. You're gifted. You're strong. You're talented. You're loved. I'm for you. You ready to sub back in the game? Yeah, I think so too. Now go. That's prayer. That's the daily review. I'm going to give you one last illustration before I close. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is found in the Gospel of John, chapter 4. It's called The Woman at the Well. Jesus is having a conversation with a Samaritan woman at the well. It, it, it's probably important to note that in that culture at that time, Jewish men would, would never even consider talking to a Samaritan woman. They just didn't matter at all. And so we should probably mention and remind ourselves that sometimes when culture decides that somebody doesn't matter, Jesus says they matter an awful lot. But that's a side point. So, Jesus and this Samaritan woman are having a conversation, and it's basically about this. It's about the difference between natural water, which quenches your thirst, and living water, which quenches your soul. Natural water quenches your thirst, and living water quenches your soul. And Jesus says, If I give you living water, you will never thirst again. And she's like, That is crazy. That's amazing. I want to hear more about this living water. And Jesus said, Okay, go get your husband and we'll talk about it. And she says, Oh, uh, yeah, the thing is, I don't have a husband. Jesus responds, You're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you've had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. So, Now, it should be noted, and this is extremely important, Jesus didn't look at her and say, you're serious, right? You're slimy, you're filthy, you're immoral, get away from me. He did not say that. He looked at her and he said, what have you been doing? (laughs) No judgment, no anger, What, what have you been doing? you've been looking for love like deep soul level quenching love you've been looking for hope deep soul level quenching hope you've been, been looking for strength deep soul level quenching contentment fulfillment and power and you haven't been able to find it and Jesus says see that's why I stepped into human history more specifically that's why I walked up to this well in this moment because you need to know something. I love you. And I, I've come to die for you, to rise again for you, so you could have this living water, this deep soul level hope, joy, strength. And then he looks at her and he says this, hey, you ready to check back in? She says, yeah, he says, I think so too. You know what she does? She goes and tells her whole village she says this, <laughs> guys, you gotta, you, 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 you got to meet this guy I met at the well. He told me everything I've ever done, and she's just stoked about it. And they all show up, and Jesus speaks to them, and it says many of them followed Jesus, including her that day. You get it? It's not him going, oh, you got to be kidding me. It's just him putting his arm around you and going, hey, what have you been up to? I really like that story. Because I do the daily review every day. I do it in the morning and look back at the previous day. And Like I said, sometimes it's just real simple. But every once in a while, I come across a meltdown. I come across a meltdown. And almost invariably, when I come across a meltdown, it's based on some lie that I've been believing. Well, maybe not even really believing, but living as if it was true. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like you can know in theory that ain't true, but you still live it as if it's true. Do you understand what I'm saying? Here, here here's a lie I believe. Sometimes, <laughs> it's a funny one. I think part of it. <clears throat> let me just explain it before I just tell you about it. I think part of it is uh, from spending years standing on stages like this and preaching. I think part of it also comes from being in leadership. Have you ever noticed in leadership that there's people beside you sometimes in leadership and you think to yourself, that person is always going to be there. They're always going to have my back. They're always going to be loyal. It's always going to be awesome. And then suddenly it's not awesome and they're not there and they don't have your back. So every once in a while I'll, 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 I'll come up on something and I'll realize, oh, hey, I've been believing a lie. And here's the lie. You wouldn't like me if you got to know me. You wouldn't like me if you got to know me. Like, I'm good, I'm good up here, right? Like, I can communicate from up here. I can tell you a story. I can do a great job and be pretty cool up here. But if you ever met me one-on-one, you would find me way less cool one-on-one than I am up front. And now you're looking at me going, hey, my good news, I don't think you're cool at all up front. Thanks, jerk. <laughs> Just trying to be vulnerable, you know? Just trying to pull my heart out a little bit to you. But here's what will happen. I, I look back over the day, and I ask myself, man, why did I choose isolation over involvement over and over again? Or, or, or why did I keep myself just incredibly, incredibly busy so that I can kind of stay off on my own? Or how about this one? Sometimes I'll look at conversations I have, and I don't know if you can relate to this at all, but I look back at a conversation I have, and I realize, man, my biggest fear in that moment is any awkward silence. You ever been there? And so I look back, and I'm like, I I was talking nonsense. I was just blabbing blabbing and blabbing and blabbing and blabbing because I was so scared that there might be an awkward silence. And I'll say it again because I think it's really, really important to note You know what Jesus doesn't say? Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Idiots. Like when I died for you and rose again for you. That wasn't enough to prove that you're lovable? Come on, man. He doesn't do that. He says. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? That ain't you. That ain't you. I love you, it's true, I I love you so much that I died for you and that I rose again for you, but not only that, I like you. I'm with you, I got your back, and I'm for you. And it's true that every once in a while, someone will decide that they don't got your back and they're not for you, but that's okay, they're wrong. I'm right, says Jesus. And while it's true that over these last two years the world has seen a lot of L's, Jesus says, you know what? We're still going to win this thing. You know one of the things I really need? You know one of the things we really need to win this thing? To take a run at it? We need you, real you, my child, living in the knowledge of my love and my approval and my strength. Hey, you ready to check back in? Yeah, that's it, that's prayer. That's the daily review. Here's what I know. It has been a tough two years. News flash, 2022 isn't gonna be completely easy either. There's gonna be challenges. And I know something that you should probably know. There's something your family needs this year. There's something your marriage needs this year. There's something your friends need this year. You know what they need? You, you. Real you. Five minutes a day, five minutes a day. You can do it at night, you can do it in the morning. Just review your day. Sometimes it'll be simple, but every once in a while you'll come on something and you'll hit the brakes and you'll go, wait, am I believing that something is a lie, that something which is a lie is actually true and you'll stop and you'll have that conversation and it's gonna be amazing. We, gave you a little, we came up with a little tool that I hope will help a little bit. We're going to have a guided prayer for you if you want it. You can text the keyword 5 to 604-670-3040. It's just a little guided prayer, very short, that will help you get into that daily review. So that's our goal this week. Five minutes a day. Sub yourself out of life. Just for a second, just for five minutes, and review. So, as we close, why don't you bow your heads and close your eyes if you're comfortable? I don't know who you are, where you've been, or what you've done, or what's been done to you I don't know the lies that you're tempted to believe but I do know this and I just want to state it unequivocally before I close today that you are loved that God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus and Jesus died for you he rose again for you why so that you could put all the guilt and all the shame and all the regrets and all the failure and all the pain behind you and step into the life that you were meant to live today tomorrow, and forever. He rose again so you can too. So that's the truth. That's the truth. That's the most important truth that you will ever live in light of. So with all heads bowed and all eyes closed, if today is the day you want to really begin living in light of that truth, I just ask you right now to raise your hand nice and high so I can pray with you and for you, whether you're online or in person. That's amazing. Amazing. You can put your hands down. And whether you're online and you raised your hand or you're in person, or maybe you're driving three days from now and listening to the podcast and you didn't raise your hand because you would have had an accident. I see it. You sort of raised your hand. I'm going to pray out loud and I ask that you would pray quietly along with me. So dear Jesus, thank you. Thank you for all these hands. So today, Jesus, I come to you and I thank you for the truth that you love me completely and unequivocally, that you died for me, Today, Jesus, I ask you to be my savior, that I can put all of my past in my past and get past it. Today, Jesus, I ask you to be my Lord, that as you rose, that I will rise, that you will give me the strength and the love and the hope that I need today, tomorrow, and forever. I love you, I thank you, in your name. Amen, amen. Can we celebrate that, church? Hey, if If you were one of the people who just uh, raised your hand online and prayed that prayer, or in person, if you are one of those who raised your hand, I just ask you to do me one big favor. Could you please text the keyword LIFE, L-I-F-E, to 604-670-3040. We just want to support you. We want to cheer you on. We want to see how we can help as you step into this truth.